Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Steve and I are together in the Cleveland studio. It's been a wild week. Um, the biggest story is obviously the fact that uh, uh, Putin and, and Biden met in uh, Geneva, Switzerland. A lot of things came out of that. A lot of it was, you know, kind of milk toast. A lot of it was, uh, uh, you know, you know, both guys talked for like three and a half hours, parted ways, met with the press and spoke and said what they wanted to say. Now, there were some interesting things that came out of that. Well, go ahead. I th I think, you know, I I don't want to over, I don't want to completely understate what happened, right? Like so, Biden Putin get together. Biden says, "Look, we, there's these sixteen things that you guys can't really screw around with in terms of um, hacking and you know other disrupting sorts. our elections, right? And shit. I mean, and, and like so, he lays out this list and says, "All right, you got to stay away from these sixteen things with, with you know with your nonsense." Um, and then, but Putin had been talking about how he's just essentially not going to let Biden put him in a corner. And there was a lot of tough talk that went back and forth. And I think it's, I think it's, I think you can say that Biden basically drew a line in the sand, right? Like, right. here's the line. Now, so did Obama. The well, that's, that's the thing. Obama did it with, with Russia and, and Syria, and then not didn't really do much to back it up, right? Like, the right. Russians end up, um, you know, pushing up on Ukraine, and, and really, we didn't do much about that at all. And then, you know, we told Assad, like, don't use chemical weapons on your people, and he did. And I'm not sure that we really responded in a way that matched That's fair. Um, the, th you know, the, the statement that we put out. Um, and so here Biden is, I think, doing something similar, saying, you know, stay away from our infrastructure, stay away from, you know, our finance. Our pipelines. Our pipelines, yep, yep, all yep, that shit, stay away from it. And the question is... We, what we know is that Russia is going to continue to fuck with us, yep. right? And they're going to backdoor it, right? Like, it's not going to be... There's, not, there's never going to be an a, a audio or videotape of Putin telling someone right. to go hack the U.S. Right. pipeline or whatever it might be. Um, so, you, you know, it's going to be, you know, very Kevin Bacon-esque. But... Six degrees. I got you. Okay. I, I got it. Okay. I, um, Sorry if it looks spaced out. I actually didn't follow did. that one. Okay. So <laughs> I was like, where's he going? Is I'm, he still with me? No, I'm still with you. You still with me? Hold on, buddy. Um, I'm weed-free to this point. <laughs> I don't know if the whole show will make that follow-up, and I've got stories about that, too. But, um, yeah, so I just, I, I guess the question is, what will Biden do when, because I don't really think it's if, it's when Russia fucks with us again, right? Right. Because what I feel like is going to happen is, well, we need to look into it, and we need to confirm what it's from, and we don't have confirmation that it was Russia, and then it kind of will get swept under the rug, nothing will happen, and we're just, you know, in the same circle jerk that we were before all this, and that's okay, right? Like, we can be in the same spot, it's just that when you, when you make these, these bold sta statements and stances, and then they call your bluff, and you don't do anything, it, it's... It's definitely not helping anything. Right. And one of the real challenges, and I don't think this is good said enough, is um, when Russia messes with our elections, we can say, you messed with our elections. You can counter with, we do the same, but they don't really have elections. Right. They have a guy who just says, yeah, I won by a lot. Right. And if you dissent, by the way, you'll probably die in or, an awful fashion. Not only dissent, or if you challenge him, like say, right. hey, I'm going to run against you, and you I'm going to say... You probably die in an awful fashion. Right, you probably die and, or get tortured um, and, and eventually and, die. And so to try to play this on a, you know, apples to apples playing field is foolish, because right. we're not. Yeah. That, we I mean, are that's not. A, that's a great and, point. And Putin is... <laughs> his willingness to look people in the eye and just say, yeah, um... You don't like it? Oh, that sucks for you. You know, I mean, I, that's a, you know, you, so, well, 
this will lead, this leads us into this Rachel, Rachel Scott. Scott who right. huge points for Rachel Scott. She showed guts that have not seen in a long time. Steve, I sent you a video of that, you know. and I had watched it live, and I'm literally like in my kitchen making myself lunch, and Rachel Scott from ABC News gets up there and says basically, Mr. Putin, your opponents have ended up dead or in prison a lot. What are you afraid of? That's like telling Tony Soprano to go fuck himself. Putin can't say go fuck yourself. So he gives an answer that lasted several minutes and she got back up and said, you did not answer my question. What do you have to say about this? And I was like, this lady has guts that I have not seen out of anyone since the dude stared down the tank in Tiananmen Square. I mean, she has balls. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's interesting, right? Because Putin doesn't have a response to this. No, he stumbled. He doesn't. He, he, he stumbled. The oh, dude is murdering people. Well, I don't know if he stumbled. He I mean, stumbled. He used, he used a translator, which I think is a really ridiculous. It's funny because <laughs> Putin speaks fluent English. Right. Right. Like, don't, like, he speaks. Right. We know for a fact that he speaks fluent English. So the fact that he used a translator in this particular situation, I. The, you texted me about this, like, what well, the fuck? Well, the translator stumbled, and I don't think it's because Putin stumbled. I think Putin said something, and the translator, <laughs> like, shit himself and had to figure out how to translate I, I, what I Putin said. That. That's, that's probably accurate. You know, I mean, because the way that... What guy, a tough job that is. Right, like, I, I, that guy stumbled because he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I may <laughs> die. Um, so, but his, his response was to deflect. Yes. Right, like, and he, what did he deflect to? January sixth, yep. he says, "Oh, those people came to you with with legitimate, uh, uh, you know, complaints about the government, and, and you know, um, and yeah, you know, and he's like, oh, now these people are going to jail, and and they're 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 being sentenced to these, you know, five to ten years, and all they were doing was just, you know, fighting for their government that they believed in, and so on and so forth, and so it was just pure deflection." Um, on his part, and what's amazing is that he, in essence, gets away with it, right? In essence, nothing. He got away well, with it. Well, he get yeah, he gets away with he gets away one with actually murdering people who challenge him politically, um, but then he also ends up getting away with not answering her question. Um, and part of that, if people are so amazed by the fact that she she asked the question that no one has been willing to ask for the last what twenty years, right? Right, like well, you know, in, in trying to hold him to account. Um, you know, and I, te you know, I texted you like, oh, well, Russian peace, beautiful black queen. I don't think we're <laughs> yeah, going to no. be saying much of you again. And that was the thing before I sent you the follow-up question, which right. was which her she just, pushed back on like, she pushed back. So mad respect to Rachel Scott. I, have, yeah, I, I, mean, I had no clue who she was. I frankly still don't, but she did not back down. No, she I mean, she, and the legitimate. downside is. She may never get to ask him another question again. Probably not. Right? Right. Um, you know, because she just, you know, that, that's probably not going to be allowed. But um, that's one where it's it's 100% sure. worth it. And you hope that CNN recognizes, recognizes the value in that and kind of puts her in more of a, 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 a puts her in, a, in yeah. a position where she can, if that's the type of ball she has, right, if she's that ballsy, then right. she needs to be in a position like, all right. What was the name you of the know, guy? And I don't know how long, you know, really, they'll, they'll, you know, other world leaders will actually take questions from her, right? I mean, because if she's willing to go to Vladimir Putin and say, bitch, why are you killing people? <laughs> then, I mean, she's... I was about to say, she didn't actually say that, but right, she, but she might as well. <laughs> she might as well have. So, I mean, like, she's not going to have any issue going up to, you know, going to Boris Johnson and saying, <laughs> why do you look 70? <laughs> you know? And, yeah, why is... You know, but I mean, like, think about but it. I mean, like, I mean, if, if I mean, can you imagine? Like, I mean, Vladimir Putin is bad, but imagine if she's in Saudi Arabia. Oh, that's a fun one to talk about because yeah, I mean, you know, my, first of all, my stance on Saudi Arabia I, I, is well documented. Exactly so, why I well picked done, it. Well done. <laughs> um, yeah, if she told like an Amir or whatever, right? A woman you know, and oh, a black woman. Oh Ooh, boy. boy, yeah. But I mean, I think that's she seems. You know to what? Be, I would I, I would have. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, I want her to be in a position to do that, but Me the question too. is, you know, who who is actually going to let her get her question off? 
You know, it's just like, oop, and we're going to pass this mic right that. around you. Oh, my God, you know? I'd love to see that. You're, but she seems like the type that might just snatch the mic anyway. Like, just you know go, what? Here. You know what? I'm not done. <laughs> anyway, Rachel Scott, mad respect. Um, is that still something the kids say? Mad respect? It is not. I didn't think so, but I'm 50, so I don't give a fuck. Um, all right. Obamacare. I mean, this went from you... Like yelling at me about labeling you fifty before you were fifty to literally get off my lawn. I'm fifty. Get off my lawn. <laughs> yes, and I would use the gun on our. That's from like 1930, whatever. But similar era as as Clint Eastwood in um, uh, Gran Torino. Get off my lawn. But no, it, seriously. It. it I, I hope. I, actually, I would not be surprised if he has the guts. Um, Obamacare got upheld by the Supreme Court, and I have a serious question for you on this. Mm -hmm. What I r read or heard was that the case got tossed out at a 7-2 Supreme Court um, ruling based on lack of standing. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. So does lack of standing mean literally <clears throat> like you people who tried to bring this issue? So this is <clears throat> so standing means that you know in a, in a case like this, in a civil case. Um, you have to be the one, or you have to show, right, that you were harmed, or, or have right. been harmed, in the process of being harmed, or will be harmed, and the state couldn't show it, right? So, and I think uh, in this one it was Texas. Texas, yeah. Um, Texas couldn't show how they were being harmed by um, uh, the the ADA, right? right. Or, or I'm sorry, not the ADA, ACA. Uh, the ACA. <clears throat> um, Texas couldn't show that they were being harmed by it, and it's that's a pretty devastating blow, right? Because now, you know, presumably all your red states, right, are were thinking, you know, well Texas got this far, and they were hoping for something that it would be something that maybe would end up getting it kick, getting kicked down to the lower courts or something that could be fixed, and whatever it is could be fixed. Other states were then going to follow suit, but the problem is is that. If they're saying that Texas doesn't have standing, right, and it's not even that uh, an issue that and you a can seven fix, to two vote, right, in a seven to two vote, like <clears throat> where you had multiple conservatives move to the side um, of upholding the ACA, and the reason for them doing it isn't because of you know some sort of problem that you can fix in your case to make it more tenable. Um, that's that's a there's a pretty good chance you actually may not see another challenge to it. Can I ask this in a layman's term, and I'm going to be a dick on purpose because, let's face it, I've proven I'm a bad person. Would this be like you are getting your patio poured after a year and a half, mm. and your patio, something goes wrong with the patio, mm -hmm. and I would, <laughs> and your desire to hurt me makes that look is hilarious as long no, as it doesn't actually no, happen. No, as long no. as it doesn't actually, but really, it would be like me suing the people doing your porch going, this hurt someone, I want money. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. so essentially, so I have, like, no, I have no standing in that case. Right. Right. A, probably maybe a better way to frame it would be like my dad suing, right? Like, like well, okay. that's my son. Okay. And I'm upset for my son. It's funny for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, same, same, same idea. Someone kind of coming in out of the blue saying, I'm pissed off about that. I'm suing on their behalf. And it's like, nope, not how it works. The person who was actually harmed. Um, has to be the one that brings the suit, and if the state doesn't have standing, then now you have a pretty tough issue on how to bring down the American uh, Affordable Care Act. The Affordable Care Act, yeah. And, and the, that's I keep a big wanting deal. to say ADA because I've been looking at ADA stuff <laughs> all, all right. day. But I mean, I, you know, one of my favorite Joe Biden moments during his t term as vice president was the signing of the ACA and him hugging. Obama and saying, this is a big fucking deal. And I was like, oh, he used the F word. I'm like, fuck off. Yes, he did. And it is a big fucking deal. I don't think AC has gone nearly far enough. My desire for a federal health care program has been well documented on the show. And I'm not and backing off on so that. So, actually, I want to talk about that briefly. Right. And I'm, I'm, I've, I'm I've rotated on it a little bit. I want, and, and I think in a, in a positive way, I'm not against um, some sort of, uh, uh, you know, single payer, um, um, you know, government 
healthcare. Right. Okay. This is this is good. Go I and and I've said that before. All right. Like I support the idea of it, but I would like to see. It, I would like to see a model, right? Like at sure. work, I deal a lot with finance models. It's like, all right, how are we going to fund this project? How are we going to make it work? What are the sources? What are the uses? And then how does that money play out over the course of 15 years, right? A model. <clears throat> so with healthcare, um, whether it's, you know, whatever we want to call it, um, I, I just, I want to see how this could work, right? Like I want to see what the transition would be like. I want to, th- I, I would like to, you know, see how, like, how much it would cost me or the average person, you know, is it directly pulled out of my paycheck and, and how much do I pay? Does it, is it based off of taxes? Is it based off, uh, um, based off of how much I earn? Like what, like what dictates the price? Like all those sort of things. Like I want to see examples of this and how it would kind of come together. And I, I kind of got a snippet of it. And what I mean by that is this whole vaccine thing, right? Um, and I think seeing the government able to mobilize the way they were, at least here locally, right? Um, you know, the way FEMA and the National Guard were able to kind of mobilize and the way they were able to get that system running so smooth. I mean, you went to the Wolstein Center. Right? I did. And it was, it was just amazing how well that yes. it worked. Oh, my God, it was perfect. Um, even with the number of people that were there. And it's just like, okay, they were able to coordinate this. They were able to get people that, you know what I mean? Like, when I went back sure. for my shot, they were able to identify and figure out who I was, you know. And and I, I'm not saying that that was a perfect example. And I definitely want to see more. But seeing our government able to mobilize and put something together like that on that scale, even though you, you didn't get the participation rate that you wanted, um, it gave me, I, it was kind of like a good sign. Increased confidence? Would be yeah, fair. just a, a, a little bit, right? And, and, and I think my gripes against it are still legit, right? I mean, I've got a number of friends that are veterans. I have another people, a number of people that I know that work for the VA. Um, and it's a nightmare. It is a nightmare for soldiers to get health care in, in Cleveland. Oh, in and, VAs, yeah. And in, 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 in Cleveland has one of the better run VAs across the country. I have personal experience with that. A friend of mine's uncle has been dealing with VAs in Cleveland for, shit, seven, eight years now. And what he dealt with before he came up here in Florida was horrific. Right. And so, actually now they've done a great job for him. Right. I mean, and so I think the VAs are kind of an example of... This is how it could be, right? right? But what we know is they're, they're not great, right? And they right. need a lot of work. Right. So I would like to see a lot of that work being worked out right now, right? Because I think that would that's kind of like your, your test run at this, right? When, because if you want to open something up like this to 300 million people, sure. then you need a way to figure out the methods and processes that work. And I think the VA, because we have so many veterans, right, that span, you know, I mean, we've got veterans that are that multiple generations. So you're dealing with multiple, you know, generational healthcare issues, everything from, you know, like old age. And then you've got the injuries from when they come back. You've got your normal wear and tear. You've got addiction, addiction, mental health, all those sort of things, right? Like it runs the gamut. Right, so you need to see a more aggressive fix to what's going on in the VA, right? And then, ex- and then thinking about that and figuring out how to expand it and make it more effective, I would like to see that um, to kind of, kind of get me more on board with, with this with, and being with, able to support yeah, it on a, on a, you know, on a national scale. And wouldn't so then wouldn't you agree that if we moved that to a national scale and just said okay. You know, being a veteran, you're going to injury-wise and PTSD-wise, you're probably dealing with bigger challenges. But dealing with the general public, you're but, still dealing with a lot of shit. Well, what I'm telling you is what's going on at the VA now, I don't want that. You don't want oh, that. Oh, you're, you're not wrong. You don't you want that wrong. spread out to a but, net, it de- I mean, but it depends where, Steve. I mean, like I said. I understand it, that. But again, that doesn't change anything. Like, it may be great in Cleveland, but if it's awful in Florida, Alabama, Texas, Illinois, India, everywhere else, that's, sure. that's, not, sure. that's not good, no, right? You're right. And it should be held to a standard that, by the way, I, here's, here's where I lose my mind. When you talk about other countries, and I know we're bigger than France and, and Denmark and, you know, other countries... We are, definitely. We also have more resources and more money 
and they're ahead of us in every metric when it comes to healthcare. And so when people say we can't do this, I just like, why not? Well, I, I, those again, like the size, like you can't understate the difference in size. You also have to understand, like our, we are built a lot more. We're just built a lot different than those true, countries, right? Like, true. I mean, you but know, we're I mean, the only outlier when it comes to national I don't standard for healthcare. I disagree with you, but I'm not going to rush into something because I don't want to be the only outlier anymore. Right, like I'm not going to support it and do it just because we really, really want to do it to be one of the cool kids. We need to do it right. Like of that, all the that's things, fair. That's like, fair. we fuck up a lot of things that we <laughs> rush into, and we fuck up a lot of things that we just do in general. So here's <laughs> the thing that I'm saying: if you're, we're talking about people's healthcare and we're talking about people's lives, I'm sorry if I want to make sure we get it fucking right before we decide that this is the thing that we're going to do. Right, because things aren't great right now. They're not perfect, but they're better than they have been in the past, depending on who you ask. Things are okay. We've got more people dying than we should, but we've got a lot of people alive, and we get a lot of lives saved every day. So before we go and fuck that up, right, for to chase this thing that we see in other places, because grass is always greener on the other side, I would just like to make sure that we get it right. You're not wrong. I'm not going to argue with you on that point. Um, I do argue with you on the idea that what we have is acceptable because it's not. And maybe um, you've never said that. I don't know that you've ever said no, those exact I words. I literally just said, look, things are not great, but going to, like, go, if you take and, and, the VA system right now as it is and make that national, things are going to go. Depending on where you are, it could be. Things okay are going to, to go You're over. Wrong. You're right. A You're lot right. of things, but, but it's going to be more way not good to awful then it's going to be okay to good if you take what the va has and you make that a national program agreed, so what i'm saying agreed. is same with medicare same right, with medicaid and, and and so when when you're talking healthcare and you're talking people's lives no it's not great right now but we can't go backwards right if we go backwards from where agreed. we're at right now we are we are you know you, you don't want that so uh, we got to push we need to push the standard um and it, it just needs to be thought out, and it needs to be better. I agree, and uh, this is a whole... We, we could talk about this for hours, and I don't think anyone wants to hear us right. do that. I mean, in, in, but, no, but medical, medical care should not bankrupt you, right? Right. But it, but going to, the, going to the emergency room because, you know, you suffered, you know, a, a laceration also shouldn't kill you, right? Like, I mean... Agreed. So, and, and I've got personal stories about breaking my leg playing softball because that turning that double into a triple was that important. And that could have bankrupted me back in 1999. And if not for the COBRA uh, exemption that the Clinton administration forced on, uh, on insurance companies, I literally would have gone bankrupt. Mm -hmm. So I'm very passionate about that because that was a nightmare for me, even with COBRA coverage. And without it, I literally would not own a home today. But the cost of COBRA coverage is crazy expensive. It was crazy expensive, but a lot cheaper than blowing up but, your leg. Right. No, I, I understand. It's just like... Oh, the, it's I just, got fucked. But right. I didn't get fucked. I got fucked with... All right. Let's not even try to <laughs> place an example on that. You know, because I want to talk about something that I'm really curious to hear your thoughts about, and that is Juneteenth became a national holiday as of today. Yes. And, so, and, I mean, this is, this is pretty much a no-brainer. Right. I mean, if we're going to celebrate um, Independence Day, then you can't ignore the day that, you know, the last people in your country were notified that they were free. Right. After after, you know, generations of, of bondage, enslavement and, and chattel slavery. So, I mean, this is this is a no brainer. I'm glad to see that it it, it received the support that it did in both uh, in both houses. Um I haven't seen a ton of pushback on it, right? Like, you know, your normal, um, you know, anti-black anything people haven't said much. Candace Owens, of all people, did uh, jump Shocking. in and say that this was uh, setting the country back and pushing us towards segregation. Um, and it's just, you know, I mean, she's such a caricature of... Of a, of a person that, you know, you can't take her seriously at this point, but, you know, there she is. Um, you know, but no, I, I think, like, look, this is something that's a long time coming, right? Like, June 19th, 
um, uh, what is it, uh, 1867, I think. Uh, 65 oh, 67, is the end of the war. Right, right, I think 67 right, right. is by the time it gets to. Right. Like, so, I mean, I, what I do know is that it was about two and a half years after, you know, Lincoln had freed war, the yeah. slaves. And um, Texas finds out late, but they were the last ones to find out. And it was a very, you know, joyous and momentous time, right? But it was kind of, you know, out of the darkness into the shade sort of deal because, you know, Jim Crow basically was introduced the next day, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so, you know, the story goes that, you know, this announcement was made and, you know, the slaves all gathered on the town square and they were, they were laughing and they, they were smiling and dancing and they played music and it was great. Right, and they had a great day and a great night, and they were free. And the next day, um, in the city in Texas where this announcement was, was, was made, uh, I can't I think remember it was off the top of my head. Um, the next day, they they instituted laws against, um, you know, public laughing, public displays of affection, uh, you know, public, you know, singing, dancing. A lot of your 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 um, a lot of your sort of. Uh, what are they called? Uh, grievance um, displays. No, 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 no. Your 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 laws. That your your um, blue laws. Yeah, like you, you, ah, God damn it. <laughs> do, it Grievancy. Was that? Grievancy. Grievances. No. God damn it. I will try to find things to talk about just now while you look this up. All right, we'll just pause the show. All right, sorry about that. I stumbled over my words, and we had to hopefully Jim. Remember to edit that part out. Um, no pressure, but a hole. But anyway, like so, that was essentially the start of Jim Crow, yeah. right? And and um, that led us through, you know, another dark, you know, close to a hundred years of, you know, segregation and, um, you know, poll taxes and uh, just pretty much an assault on black people from every possible angle. Right, the federal government is literally saying these people should not be lend. We can't lend these people money, right? Like, and we're not going to protect any money that is lended to them or loaned to them. Um, Unlike you know, white people moving to the right, suburbs, and, which and, is the you know people and people weren't allowed to live in certain areas, and you couldn't go to certain schools, and you couldn't sit in certain places in restaurants, and you couldn't drive here, and, and you, you know. Um, we had to have, black people had to have things called a, a green book, right? When they traveled, because in these books it told them where safe places to go to get gas and, and hotels and, um, you know, that they could stay at where they would be accepted and places to get food and, and if they needed medical attention. Like you had to have a special book with a roadmap on, you know, how to travel safely. Um, not to mention you have the threat of the Ku Klux Klan. And I think the, the, the myth of the Ku Klux Klan gets. Um, I think that has kind of grown in terms of their numbers and their impact, but they were a terrifying group, yeah. right? And they, and they did awful things, and, and they were much bigger in the South, and they were much bigger pre-Civil Rights era um, than what they are now. But the, the reality is, is that, you know, people make it seem like it was only the Ku Klux Klan that terrorized black people. No, you didn't have to have a hood, right? They wore a hood because they didn't want people to see the, their faces. But right. there were plenty of people who made lives, life miserable for black people who terrorized them openly that were policemen, that were firemen, that were lawyers, right. that were judges, that were doctors, that were teachers, that were just... To quote some, Tom Morello, some of those workforces are the same that burn crosses. Right, but I mean, you just had so like it didn't matter even whether you were a homeless person on the street or a farmer or the 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 person with the the most the most upstanding person in a city, you could easily legally and without remorse or repercussion just make a black person's life awful. Yeah, and um, you know that takes us basically through the '60s, right? You have the civil rights movement during the '60s and you get segregation put down and, and you get integration, which is great, but it was fought. People fought it, right? Like Virginia was fighting it through the, through like the nineties, right? Right. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I, there was a case in Alabama 
um, a few years back, probably I don't know, four or five years ago, where they were where they were still bringing it up, right? Like, well, basically segregation didn't work or integration didn't work, so if we just resegregate, it'll be better, right? Like, so we, you know, we've had all of this happen since, you know, the original Juneteenth, and I think it's important that we acknowledge that that day happened. It's important that we acknowledge the progress that we've made. But I think it's really important not to lose sight of how far we have to go. And hopefully this being a federal holiday is a reminder of all those things. You know, where we've been, where we're at, and where we're trying to go. Right. I think, I mean, there does need to be... That was really loud. But there, there does need to be some recognition of, okay, we've come a long way, but we're not nearly there. And I think one of the... Um, most uh, understated things is to say, well, okay, you want to say, look how far we've come. For me as a 50-year-old white guy, yeah, that's great, easy to say. But to fail to acknowledge, and we're still not there, is a complete failure of reality. Um, I think a lot of what's um, going on now is a lot of, and I'm going to be, you know, uh, just blunt white suburban America is like why do we have to talk about race oh we don't as soon as we get the shit right but we haven't got it right in 200 fucking years yes, no we, we have to talk white. about it because you don't want to what's right? that like I mean the, the answer is we have to talk about it because you don't right. want to because it makes you uncomfortable right Right, and that's and sort I understand of the, why it makes people uncomfortable, but fucking deal with it. Right I mean and it's also why the critical race theory is such a big issue and what I think is um, interesting is that I think critical race theory and you know these states banning it in June nineteenth are inextricably uh, like without a doubt they're absolutely they're, tied together, yep, yep, but sure. like in a different way because I think ultimately someone's going to sue about critical race theory in a school, right? Like, and it's I'm not sure. even really taught in schools; it's mostly taught in you know college level or in sure. master's, PhD level courses, maybe in law school, but you know. Um, it's not really being taught at the lower level, but I think what's going to happen is there's going to be a scenario where a teacher does teach something related to slavery, right? And they, you know, it's going to be around the Juneteenth holiday and they're going to talk about slavery and the freeing of the slaves and the last slaves to find out. And there's going to be a disgruntled white parent, likely, who's going to say that this is harming my child and it's critical race theory, right? And it's going to probably be a state in the South and you're going to have this... Or, uh, or Ohio. Uh, well, true, right? Midwest. Uh, actually, it could be... Indiana. Actually, it'll pro- no, actually, it'll probably be somewhere along the East Coast. Maybe like a Virginia, right? right? Or North Carolina, something along those lines. But what's going to happen, they're going to teach about... They're, they're basically going to teach about and around the Juneteenth holiday in and of itself, right? White parents are going to get pissed. They're going to sue the school. It's going to make its way up to the Supreme Court. And ultimately, what's going to be the argument is like, look, you guys made this a national holiday, federal government, Juneteenth, right? So when we have holidays, we explain why we're having these holidays. So I have to explain why we now get this particular day, right, this Juneteenth holiday off from school. And so in doing so, I had to explain slavery. I had to explain the Civil War. I had to explain the emancipation. And now you're saying that that is critical race theory. And because my state passed a law that we can't teach teach critical race theory, I can't explain this federal holiday that we have without being sued. And I think I think those two things will alter. That's where they will come together. I've actually seen this from a friend of mine who's a teacher in a very wealthy part of upstate New York, of western New York, mm-hmm. where he literally has been challenged. Like, he talked about issues that offended the father of a girl who didn't want to hear about this, and she went to her dad, and... Uh, I don't want to name names Okay, don't name names. Just, but, but just, he guys a douchebag. He was like... That's fine. Like, you know, well, my kids are being made to feel bad because they're white. I'm like, no, they're being taught history. In our country. You know, the same history that made you blow your fucking mind over, you know, statues coming down. Yes, this is the real history. <laughs> Which is crazy, mm-hmm. right? Because we couldn't tear the, t- the statues down because yeah, how else were we going to know about but, this terrible history? Right, and that's huge. Right, like, I mean, the, ar- the argument was you can't tear the Confederate statues down 
because they teach us to prevent us history well no but the argument what because it's just like well it's not erasing it right like it's just we're going to take them down and put them somewhere else and i believe it was it was one of our followers like howie from maui or whatever his name was um yes said that he said that um you you needed the statues because they those are the reminders to keep you from doing or keeping the country from falling back into the ways of the past that we all acknowledge are bad, right? Like so sure. we're gonna we're gonna take that and we're gonna extrapolate it and say, okay, that's that's that is the stance of you know the conservative Confederate um, um, statue sympathizers. So if we do that and then we come back and say, okay, we've got this holiday, this Juneteenth holiday, uh, we need to be able to explain it, like. You, but now you don't want history to be explained, right? Like right. before it was, we can't erase it. And now it's, we can't talk about it, right? So they know that they're full of shit and they know that right now they're caught in the crosshairs. But I promise you that these two things are going to be connected. The Juneteenth holiday as a federal holiday where students are going to get it off and critical race theory are going to come to a head, likely in an East Coast school, because you're going to have concern. Like that's probably where it's going to happen because likely you're gonna it's gonna be a more progressive teacher in that region of the country that is going to take the chance to teach this at a lower level, right? Like in high school or junior high. And it's gonna be some conservative white parents, because there's conservative white people everywhere who are gonna take offense to it and they're gonna try to run it up to the Supreme Court. You know, I are gonna, we taking I'm, bets? I'm 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 gonna about to piss you off because well, I'm good at that. Last night I did stand up again for the first time in like six weeks and one of the uh, other comics, a black guy, said uh that he's upset about Juneteenth becoming a holiday because he doesn't want you white people treating it like Cinco de Mayo. He doesn't <laughs> want you eating fried chicken and drinking Hennessy and going, I'm with you. <laughs> that's actually funny. That's a good joke. I'm sorry. That's about what's... It's not wrong. It's likely what it turns into. It's likely what it's going to turn into. I'm not a Hennessy guy. I love fried chicken. I don't, good stuff. Yeah, if you like chicken, I don't it's know good people stuff. who don't like it fried. <laughs> Um, so that's... I'm sorry, but that was a great joke from that guy last night. And I'm sitting up in the front row, I'm like, yeah, I'm a white guy, and you're funny. Um, tell me about Mike Pence getting booed. He was at a conservative event, and I cannot remember where it was, and he's literally getting booed by conservative crowds because he's not Trumpy enough. The law? Despite the... Oh, 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 he got... Yes, he was at a rally and was getting taunted because he's not on the team. Now, granted... Okay, I'm sorry. So the way you wrote that here, Mike Pence booed Pride no, Month. No, 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 no. So those two Pride things Month aren't Pride Month are related. separate events. Oh, We oh. are currently in Pride Month. Well, because I, I know that. that you have theories that Mike, Mike Pence, Pence is, is gay. gay. No, not right. theories. I think I have solid evidence you Mike Pence is gay. Yes, I do. No. Other, I can have you seen that. a dick in his ass? No, no you have seen... A dick in his mouth. Okay. Well, that it's Trump's it was small, it doesn't count. Um, <coughs> you're, okay. you're an asshole. <laughs> well played, though. <laughs> um, oh, my God. So, right, he yes. got, so he got booed no. for not being Trump. So it was just Not like, being Trumpy enough. So they're yes. holding it against him that he wouldn't flip the that flip he was the upset election. that he wasn't hanged. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He is now a villain. In the Republican Party, I don't think and he's that is psychotic. I, don't th- I think he's. There are people. Who I think are he's a villain. I, well, I think he's a villain in certain sects of the, you know, GOP at this point in time because I don't think that they are a uh, monolith, right? Like I, th- I think they have serious. They're issues. not a monolith, but they're um, way too programmed on this side. Fine, but I just I but either way I think Mike Mike Pence has definitely lost favor for a number of different reasons amongst that crowd, and I mean I think the argument it c- can be made that his political career is dead, right? I mean it should be. I I, I mean I'm not I sure. Mean, I just because I don't think that there's anybody who really likes him enough that's going to want to vote to put him back in office, right? I like, think you're I mean, so, if you're hundred percent on that. If you're a middle of the road conservative and you weren't a fan of Trump, then you're probably not a Pence fan. Right, and if you're anything else, you're going to be right of that, and they're like they're but, booing him. But right of that is a funny term, and I'm not criticizing you. Just in general, the idea that Trump equals being right of 
It's more. I'm not funny with you. I'm just saying the mentality of if you are not on our team, if you're not with us, you're against us. The what's a fucking QAnon thing where we go one, we go all from. I forget the movie. If you're not with us, you're against us. Yes, that's where we're at. Star Wars. Well, we we go one, we go all. It's Jeff Bridges in a stupid movie from the '90s. Oh, but um, but that's that's a that's a QAnon thing, and it's where they are. Mike Pence, who again I strongly dislike, and I don't care that he's gay. Mike, do you? You know, be yourself. But he is on the surface as conservative as it gets. I won't go into a room where there's alcohol being served without my wife there because I don't want to be tempted because, you know, Mike, tense, Mike Pence here is so irresistible. Um, the fact that that guy is now on the villain side of the Republican Party is... It should be terrifying. He is as conservative by the previous but, standard I mean, as on, it the, gets. The, 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 we're using, like, in the, I, I did, the reason why I was trying to kind of cut you off from going down that road is we're using the term conservative and right of X. Right. We're using them just because th- those, they're just easy placeholders, right? It, it isn't about conservatism. It's about Trumpism. True. Right, no. it's the, exactly, it's, exactly. it's Trumpism. Yeah, Trumpism case. isn't really conservatism at all. It's Trumpism. It's about yeah. him. It's about deifying him. It's about him being able to get away with what he, and do what he wants to do. It's about other people being able to do what they want to do um, at, at at the uh, you know 100%. you know hurting other, even if it hurts other people. So no, it's not further right. It's not conservatism. It's Trumpism. But just so we're not banging that drum of Trumpism all the time, you say more conservative or uh, okay. to the right of. Okay, but isn't that a huge... No, it's huge. not, because here's the thing. Like, if conservatives, right, like, if actual conservatives and actual, like, old-school GOP members, like, like, if you had more Liz Cheney's in that conservative GOP wing that were willing to stand up and at least say, like, fuck you, Trump... Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, if then, okay, we could carve them out and give them their own special space. But most of them are sitting there not saying a thing, whether they're in office or not. And they're just kind of, this isn't quite what I signed up for, but I just hate Democrats and the progressive left so much. I'm just going to sit here and, you know, be a sit on the, you know, sit on the fence and basically cut off my balls. Right. Um, And so. Because they can't stand up for themselves and for what's right, fuck them. Yeah, you're going to get lumped in with them. Oh, you're not? Then fucking prove it. Prove to me you're not one of them. Oh, you can't because you won't open your mouth when you should and say what the fuck you should say and tell these people to shut the fuck up because they're psychotic? Then you get lumped in with them. Thank you. 100% agree. And how many people have chosen to just say, I'm not going to run again because I don't want to lose. Right. I mean, Jeff right. Flake and, right. All and, these, and, I mean, and Rob Portman. Yeah, Rob and, Portman and Ohio. I mean, and, like the, and, that guy is, oh, gross. A spineless douche. And so, uh, you know, I mean, it's just like that. That's why it's, you know, say, well, that's not really, like all the people saying this isn't really conservatism. Well, right? Like, and it's just okay. like, okay, fine, but then show me what it is, right? Like, actually stand up and show me what it is. And they refuse to do it because. They don't want. They know as long as these guys are in power, right? And they can, if they can keep their head low and not, you know, make any waves, then chances are, it'll work out for them, right? In one way, it'll work out for them. It'll benefit from them. If oh, if Trump gets back in office, I may not like the things that he says. I may not like this. I may not like that. I may not like this. I may not like that. But in the end, it'll work out pretty well for me, right? And and so, those and those are the people, unfortunately. That's why, that's why we got Trump, right? Because yes. they didn't have right. Like yeah, it was I, just. I, I, I talked about on uh, on Facebook, not on our show, about something that was on the newsroom. From like five, seven, no, ten years ago, whatever it was, and it was Jeff Daniels talking about how oh the show the newsroom the show okay. the newsroom I'm sorry yes. I'm like that's what the fuck are you, like yeah. which newsroom yeah no the, <laughs> gotcha. the show the newsroom and he was talking about the Tea Party and how it was 
derailing. And I posted like, wow, watching this now, seven, eight years later, whatever it was, it was terrifying because he was talking about a feared future of the Republican Party and his character on that show was a Republican saying like, we can't head down this road. And this is way before Trump. And watching it seven years later going, oh, shit, was yeah. terrifying. I mean, and that's, I, you know, and, I, and I've said it on the show before that, you know, the reason why you have Trump is the Tea Party, right? Like, yeah, they really sure. started it. Sure. Um, and then, you know, none of none of the your Tea Partiers really had the personality to bring it all together, right? Right. Or, or, or the base. And so Trump literally just took all that. And said, "I'm going to put my own little, my own little Trumpian spin on sure. it," and he ran with it, right? He and took it, worked. it and, and, and it worked to a try. And, and the Tea Party worked. They just ultimately ended because, you know, you see a lot of the same behavior out of the progressive left right now, um, uh, of just the, uh, you know, wanting more and more extreme of whatever, the, whatever their center, the thing that kind of drew them all together, when the the, the people on the fringes start to make demands and have the loudest voices and start to get the most attention, right? And they shift it away from whatever their central focus is and you start to get all these, like, then those sort of party, those things, those movements break apart, right? And so we saw it with the Tea Party and with the progressive left, we've seen them kind of form under an idea, right? Right? Like the, this last one was, we got to get rid of Trump, right? So they really came together and now you're seeing them starting to break up again as they, you know, kind of sort of infight over what's the most important issue. Um, and, and, you know, you, you were telling me earlier that they were going after Joe Rogan um, because he's a toxic male and, right, and, right. and everything oh. else. And, 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 and I, look, I'm an unapologetic Joe Rogan fan. A, he inspired me to do a podcast. B, he's really intellectually consistent. You may or may not like it all, but, I mean... Dude is liberal as fuck. Like, he's probably more liberal than me, and I call myself a liberal. But he's a meathead, and I try to be one. I'm losing some meathead talent, whatever. But, you know, um, you know, the fact that he's been a target of the left is pathetic for the left's perspective because he's not... I mean, he endorsed Bernie Sanders. He had Bernie Sanders on his show. Yes, he also had Ted Nugent and Alex Jones who are very different people, but talking to people and having conversations that may not align with what you want to hear, we need that. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm remaining a huge Joe Rogan fan. No, I, like, I like Joe Rogan. Um, I, like he's, he, seems like a, he seems like a level-headed guy. A lot of people don't like a lot of the things that he said. Some of the By the way, do you remember trying to get him to leg kick me to death? Well, Early on, or, or no, prior I, to the no. show, you wanted him to destroy me in... Mm -mm. Yes, you did. No, that yes, wasn't. you did. No, 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 no. Because you well, were such a fanboy. I am a fanboy. It was, all right, <laughs> then, you know, the ultimate, the ultimate fan experience, get in the ring and do the thing that he does, right? Um, okay, you're full of shit, but go ahead. I'm not. No, I'm not. Now, did you I, want to see? No, you offered to tap in after I was a wounded duck. No, 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 no. <laughs> what I said was, you, you know, jump in, jump in his arena, do, do his thing, get your ass kicked by him, <laughs> and that makes you the ultimate fan. I'm not saying I was being nice about. It. I wasn't saying, oh, Jim, I want this wonderful experience for you where you get to meet Joe Rogan. Oh, and fight him in the ring. No, it was go in, right. get your ass kicked, I, <laughs> and, and I mean, then you can really call yourself the ultimate fan. Um, but look. When it comes to him, look, it, sometimes he says shit that's offensive. Sometimes he says shit that's just flat out stupid, right? When he, the, the whole thing where he was talking about, you know, white men are being silenced, blah, 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 yada, yada. Sure. But he's saying it to millions of people after he's been paid millions and millions of dollars to say this exact type of thing. Shut the fuck up. You're not being silenced, right? Like, I'm telling you to you're, shut up. You're right. And yet... I can't because you're being shouted, you know, you're being spread across the airwaves, um, you know, through the satellites. So, now, would you want to get in the ring with Joe Rogan? Would I, what? Would you want to get in the ring with Joe Rogan? You're clearly stronger and physically bigger yeah, by a lot. I mean, I would. But boy, he could leg kick you. 
Yeah, I like kick him too. All right, all right. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I look. I mean, I, I I'm not saying that I could beat Joe Rogan in a fight, but I don't know. I've been fighting a long fucking time. I know. And I'm a I, and, big and look, strong fucking you're, guy. You're a bad motherfucker. I'm not. I've fought a lot. I've never disrespected that. You fought guys a lot bigger and stronger than him. But man, when that guy leg kicks, it is terrifying. You yeah, ever watch those videos. It's like, I mean, like, and look, getting like getting hit absolutely sucks. <laughs> Right, whether you're I getting boxed. no matter who you're the getting head. hit by, like I mean, my six-year-old hits me, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Right, like so. No, I don't particularly want to. Like, I don't want to fight. Right, I actually don't. Fighting is fucking exhausting, and it sucks. And right? it's dangerous. Yes. Right, like it's incredibly dangerous. Like people don't like the, the the kids who kill me are the kids in the gym who want to fight everybody. It's like you know why? Because you haven't been in right, right, and, and then punching the head. You have a Mike small Tyson, percentage. Tyson, right, you have a small percentage. Right, who actually do love fighting and actually like love to do it and love everything about it, right? And they go on to go fight in the UFC, and that's a really small percentage of the population. But like for for most of us, for people like me, I don't want to fight anybody, right? Like I don't like it. Fucking sucks, but I will, right? And the only fights I will fight in are the fights that are started not by me, and I will make sure that those fights are finished. Absolutely, because I hate it. I make sure that I can fucking finish it. So, Mike, Mike Tyson's at it best. Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. No, well, yeah. Right? Um, but all right, I didn't mean to totally derail the conversation. Well, just, you did. Oh, fine, <laughs> whatever. Fight me. But I want to jump. I want to jump to something else. All right. Um, we didn't really go anywhere with Joe Rogan, other than people are attacking him and they shouldn't. And you know, he's an ally. I'm and a the, fan. And yeah. The left needs to figure that shit out. But it's Pride Month. Yes. And um, I usually don't do much with Pride Month. And the reason is, one, um, I'm not queer, right, in any right. way, shape, or form. And um, I, I, the way I view it, right, having experienced up close and personal the Pride Parade in Chicago, you recognize what it is, at least for that group and how I see it. Maybe I'm wrong, but I see it as a time for them to celebrate their accomplishments, to celebrate their lives, to celebrate what they've survived. Freedom. To celebrate, right? They're just just for them to freely, openly celebrate and really not have to worry about anything. Um, and I think it's important that they have their space to do that. And so I I don't really do much with pride. I don't put shit like on my social media accounts. I don't you know say much about it because it's really about and I because I feel like to me as a guy watching from the outside in, you know, people who you know, that are straight and that are allies, like when they are running around draping themselves with flags, and say, look at me, I've got a flag, I'm an ally. It's like, all right, but this shit's not about you, right? Even even as an ally, like, it's not your job to get in there for and get it and be in the photos and say that, you know, and put the shit so everybody acknowledges you so you can get your pats on the back for being an ally. Again, your job is to, you know, let them have their moment, right? Pat them on the back, you know, for the good things that they've done, be their shoulder to crown if they're, if they're going through, uh, you know, some, if they're reliving or going through or bring it or PTSD comes back or, you know, they, they go back through some sort of trauma in their mind um, to be on the to be on the lookout. Right. Like for people that want to bring them harm. I think there's just I think this is one of those things where if you're an ally, a good one, then people know. Right. Yeah. And, and, and if they know, then, then that's all that matters, right? If they know and, and, there, and there's a silent acknowledgement, then that's all that matters. Let them have their thing, right? And I guess that's the thing that irks me is it feels – and if, 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 if you've got a queer friend and they say, hey, come, come to this thing with us. We want you to be there because, you know, like, okay, fine, do that. Right? But there's a lot of people who it just feels like, they, they, you know, they're making this thing about them. And you see that – with you know Black History Month, right? Sure. And you BLM, see it, sure. right? You see, not not Black, but you see you see certain people who call themselves allies who who have to infuse themselves in all things black, right? You're going to see a lot of this tomorrow, I promise you, right? A lot of white people are going to make it known that they are acknowledging, celebrating, and all about Juneteenth, right? And so there's a balance between good, glad you're on the team. You know, glad we're all on the same page on this, but at the same time, it's just like, 
kind of step back a little bit. Well, you're you're, you're <laughs> you know talking I mean? about self-congratulations, right? Right, right. And, and when it comes when it comes to Pride Month, which and it's a, it's a delicate balance. It always it right. always is, right? Like you, you like it, it's good to show support and you want to make sure that people know, but at the same time, like don't you know you don't need a spotlight. I think you said this really well when you said be part of the parade, but don't be in the front of the parade. Right. You said that on a show like probably a year ago, but that's a perfect example. Like, yes, we want you to be part, but don't you're you know you're not. You don't need to be in front, right? You don't need to be in front. You need to listen. You need to, and 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 when it comes when it comes to pride, I mean, I've (laughs) having an ex girlfriend who now dates a trans woman. It's a little, you know, I went to the pride parade with said trans woman without my ex because she was too drunk or too hungover. So I've been. I think I think that gives me ally cred. (laughs) Yeah, actually, I did that as a stand-up bit last night. But it, it's, you know, I just want people to get treated equally and with respect. And when I hear people complaining about whether it's Juneteenth, like, why do we have to talk about race? Oh, we don't. As soon as it's no longer held against people, why do we talk about, you know, gay rights? We don't. As soon as it's no longer held against people. Yeah, but, I, but I, we're not there. The only thing so. I don't, I don't like that we don't. Unless, because I think, oddly enough, it, it gives people an out, an out. I think it's just, you know what, um, because you're uncomfortable about it, right? Like, is the answer. We have to talk about it because you're uncomfortable about it, right? Like, you and I can sit here and talk about gay right. people and, and yeah. their interaction because it, it's just normal it's to us, right? right. Like, or race. Uh, right, or exactly. And so if you can't just openly talk about it, um, and this is also where the left gets in trouble, Right? Because if a person does want to openly talk about it and they don't understand something or they're trying to learn something and they, and they, they say something that, like, you've got to be able to turn, to be able to tell the difference between, you know, a, an ignorance that comes from a lack of knowledge, right, as opposed to uh, an ignorance with, with, with an intent with to harm. With malice, yeah. Right? With, with, with malice. And, and you have to let people breathe and figure it out. Because if you're going to jump down someone's throat, because they they used the wrong pronoun or they or they uh, they, they didn't they didn't say they, they said lat, la, 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 Latina or Latino instead of right. Latinx or whatever it might be and you're gonna jump all over people about it, then people are gonna shut down right like they're just gonna be like all right well screw it right like if I can't even make a mistake and you're gonna jump all over me right like and you, you can't communicate with people without shouting them down then you're gonna turn people off. So that's where progressives need to be careful. I mean, when I asked you to watch that Bill Maher thing, that was really the point of it was, if you can't acknowledge progress, you're fucking up. Even if you're saying, you know, and and agreeably, progress does not mean completion, but to say we're no better than we were in 1940, that's ignorant. Right, like, I mean, whether it's, you know, queer issues or, or, or race issues, Right. There's no, you cannot sit here, you, you know, I mean, I got into this on social media uh, probably about a year ago. Um, you know, a younger, uh, younger friend of mine, I think his mom worked with my mom or something like that. And for some reason we're friends on Facebook. Okay. So, you know, he, he's really upset about some of the stuff that was going on with George Floyd. And he says, things are no better than they were than during slavery. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, you're ranting and raving about how you're mad at the government, you're mad at the country... And you're doing it on a $1,000 phone. You're doing it on an app. You know what I mean? Like on, on the Facebook app freely where no one, like the government isn't shutting you down or deleting what you're saying. Um, you know, you're, you're, you know you're, you're decked out in Nike and all this other shit. You're doing it in an apartment, uh, in a relatively nice apartment. Um, you know, you work in a place, like I think he, I think he, I think he does like software engineering or some shit like that. Like, so like all these things that, you know, if you go back just 50 years, right. there's no chance in hell and not because of the technology wasn't there. Like you just wouldn't have the freedom to do the very things that you're doing, like to say what you're saying without harm, to, to, to shop the way you are, to work where you work, to do the things you do, to move as freely as you do. So this idea that things are no better. Right, like things are absolutely better every day that you wake up, and you don't have to worry about, you know, the, the you know, having a special map on where right. to travel to take your family on vacation on fear that just anybody could kill you, right? And chances are they wouldn't be prosecuted. 
Like, like those are real fucking concerns, right? And it's just like, oh, well, police killing black people. Look, the police kill a thousand people a year, and of those, 80% of them are fucking white, right? So that's the reality of it, right? You, you, yes, right? Like, the police overstep their bounds. They abuse their authority. They abuse their power. They treat black people bad. And yes, they kill black people every year. Right? They kill, if they kill 200, they kill 200 too many. But don't sit here and tell me that what you're experiencing now, living in a condo downtown or living on the east side of Philly right, or the south side of Chicago, wherever you're at in the comforts of your home with the things that you're able to do freely day in and day out without the concerns that we had just 50 years ago. Don't tell me we haven't made progress. Don't tell me things aren't better. Don't tell me they're just as bad as they were. Fuck you. you. You're 100% right. And no logical person could argue with you. No, I'm I mean, they could. I, well, they, well, they can, but they'll be wrong. You want to shut it down? Um, yes. We are at Whiskey Congress on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you for listening. This is the kind of conversation we like to have because it makes people uncomfortable. And if it makes you uncomfortable, nope. thank you for listening anyway. And we're done. Out. Out.